You let me know when to go. Go. Griffin and Gear, it's the best podcast to hear or hear. It's Crap Chat with Griffin and Gear. Hi, welcome to Craft Chat. I'm Cisco. And I'm Genevieve, and today we're talking to sculptor Darla Jackson. Hi, Darla. Hi, Hello. Darla. Hello. So why don't you uh, take a minute and introduce yourself? Tell us uh, what you do. I am Darla Jackson, a sculptor of many things, but animals most often. Um, I also teach at Fleischer Art Memorial in Philadelphia and the Pennsylvania Academy of Fine Arts, also here in Philadelphia, and uh, Stockton University in New Jersey. So I try to make all the things and teach people how to also make all the things. So um, I'm going to jump right in because mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a medium person. So what is your process and what what medium do you use? I can I is it plaster that I'm looking at or yes? So the final okay. projects are usually plaster or hydrocal, which is just an industrial strength plaster. Mm-hmm. Um, but I start with clay. So everybody hears clay and they think I'm a ceramicist, but it's not the case always sometimes i firework but very rarely because i'm afraid it's gonna blow up (laughs) okay that can happen yeah it can um so i make everything out of clay first Uh and then i make a mold so usually it's a rubber mold Uh and that allows me to replicate it more than once Oh, okay. And then I cast it. In and you are hand sculpting those. You're not like taking parts from other things. And, and I hand sculpt everything. That's amazing. I wouldn't have guessed that actually. Oh, I would have said in in places you're you were bringing in pieces of like found object and then and then casting it. But wow, that's amazing. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like mm-hmm. if there's a party hat. I've made the party hat. Um, wow. There's a little house. I've made a little house. I think the only thing that I know of that you didn't make that was in one of your pieces was the tank. The tank I did not make. Yeah. That was a model tank. The, and I have to tell you, <laughs> I have regrets about not buying oh. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, uh-oh. I will Every, make like, you like, another. Okay. If, when, every time I think about it, I get really sad. I'm like, oh. Have your people call my people. Okay, fantastic. (laughs) So speaking of pieces that I own of yours, I do have uh, two two large pieces. But something that I think is really interesting and I'd actually like to hear the story behind is I came to a studio sale of yours at the Sculpture Gym. uh, And we'll touch on that in a bit. But I got from you what I can only describe as a spanky paddle. Yes, um, I did not make the spanky paddle. Um, <laughs> I forgot about the spanky paddle. So um, that came from Barbara Blau, who is Olivia's grandmother, and she is a finder of wonderful and fabulous things of all kinds. And after I had Olivia, she thought it would be funny to give me the spanky paddle, knowing that I would never in a million years use it on Olivia. But it's like a very cute spanky paddle that has flowers and a little girl on it. So, and now it hangs sweet. on my wall. And now there it is. That's why I'm here. You only wanted to know. Absolutely. That's, right. That's the only reason I brought you. Thanks. And. And. Um, so, uh, I, I always also, I like to ask people a little bit about like how did they kind of find their way into the medium that they're doing? So like where did you, how did you start out when you were in college, right? Mm-hmm. You went to Moore, yes. is that correct? Yeah. How did you find your thing? Because you've been doing your thing for a really 
it's your thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like you have a style, it's your portfolio, it's your, so how did that all happen? So when I was at Moore, I actually went to Moore to be a graphic designer because I wanted to be like a, you know, responsible individual human sure, who had a, to get a, a job. real job. <laughs> and then I got Crazy. there and I was like, whoa, 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 you have to sit behind a computer all day long? No way. <laughs> so then I went into, um, I was like, all right, well, I like making stuff. So maybe I'll be a furniture builder. And I started to you know, do a little bit of that. But then I did a clay sculpture class and it was a figure sculpture. So I got very into that. And I like sculpting the figure a lot. And I was just like, okay, what can I do with this? And I'm still very into it. I teach figure sculpture classes and sometimes it shows up in my own work. But I was also taking a welding class where I started making these welded steel birds. Mm. And making welded steel birds is messy and takes a long time and it's fun, but it's... You know, I was like, well, what if I made birds out of clay? And, you know, these two things came together. And um, and I was like, oh, I like sculpting animals much more than I like sculpting humans. And I think the reason it stuck is because, for me, the animals are all stand-ins for humans. That's, that's what I think they are. But if somebody sees, like I did the birthday party scene where there was a dead deer on the floor and little animals and party hats. Yeah. And if it was a dead mom on the floor, everybody would freak out and I'm yeah. like okay I don't want everybody to freak out I just want them to be empathetic and be like oh I'm sad that this is happening or I feel for this animal and so I think that's why it's stuck I think that the animals elicit a more empathetic response without people feeling too attached to it like they're not like that's a woman and I'm a man or that's a child and I'm an adult or it's there's no direct comparison and so it, it gets rid of that entirely but it still gets some of the same emotion across so you're basically tricking people into feeling feels I am very <laughs> sneaky yes <laughs> I've never heard it put that way but I think you're right uh did you ever have a show at b2 I like did. Right on. Okay, yes, like I that was a long time a ago. Long time I remember ago. seeing your work. They there. were all gold. Do you remember that? It gold? was like, yeah, I, I made all these. Like, I was going to make trophies, and I ended up spray painting a bunch of dead birds. I sculpted gold. It was wow. it was interesting, but I had fun doing. Yeah, that. I, rem- I remember that was one of the one of the first shows. I feel like that they even had there. And I was like, "What is this? This is amazing!" That's so fun. Yeah, and I don't think I, I don't think that we met for years later. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Actually, I did meet you. I met you like a million. It was probably the first, like when you first opened the sculpture gym, and I had just moved to the neighborhood, and I had been looking for a studio, which I never found a studio until just recently. So that was like a good twelve and year. And you arc. came in and and I looked around, okay. yeah, and yeah, yeah. you and you had just, I think, the, or I guess she was walking. Yeah. So, because you were chasing her, and you were like trying to have a conversation with me, but you were also chasing her, and I was like, "This is." I feel bad for this lady. I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave now because I'm, I feel like a jerk. But um, it was the sculpture gym was pretty amazing, and the whole story behind it is amazing. So, can you yeah. tell us the story of the sculpture gym? Yeah. Kind of like from inception the, the to yeah, to the inception's the, pretty amazing. The sadness of closing its doors. It's a good uh, a good story, I think. So, um what happened was the Night Arts Challenge came to Philadelphia and they said, "What's your best idea for the arts?" And I said, "Hmm. 
I'm going to secretly apply for this um, and not tell Justin, who was uh, my husband at the time, and, you know, just surprise, we're applying for this grant, and it's a good idea where we'll make a workshop for sculptors, because that's something we had talked about in the past. And um, I applied, and after I applied, I was like, hey, I did this thing. He was like, what are you, crazy? <laughs> so after the initial, like, what are you, crazy, um, I found out I was a finalist. And he was like, oh, my God. All right, let's figure out and make this work. And so I wrote the proposal and got it together, put it in, and they um, – chose me as one of I think I was one of four individuals out of that first group and there was um what like 54 people total or something like oh that it was like God. some big That's number amazing. and then very few of us were like humans who didn't have you know an established nonprofit of you know Philadelphia arts something wow. or other um so then it was like yay and then I was like oh no <laughs> now I have to start a business so um, I went around and just started to put the word out through Kickstarter because I had to raise money to match their funds um, and started looking at buildings and then went through all these buildings in Fishtown and the surrounding area and walked into the one on Frankfurt Avenue and it was full of tires and like okay. smelled terrible and was dark <laughs> and there was like somebody burning a fire in the back of it, a trash can or something. Oh my God. And I was like, this is it. <laughs> And everybody was like, you're insane. And I was like, no, this is <laughs> And I am very stubborn. Um, so I ended up signing a lease and saying, this, this is it for real. And it took then, you know, two years, I think, or a year and a half of solid work to get it to a point where we could finally open. But um, I ended up doing shows in the front not terribly long. I think it was... I think I signed lease in March, and then I think the first show was in May. And then shows were consistent on a monthly basis until we finally opened, which was like the following, I think it was the following June or so. Wow. So. That's awesome. Crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. It was a cool space. It was like an open plan, right? Where mm -hmm. like, so everybody sort of shared the space and shared the tools, right? Yeah. So it was a membership-based community workshop meant to focus on sculpture processes. And so the front was a gallery and then there was a classroom space where people come in, like mural arts had a class that they taught out of there. And I did figure sculpture and once modeling a pig head, we, we sculpted <laughs> pig so heads. Awesome. Um, and then there was a mold making casting area for plasters and rubbers and things like that. A wood shop that had, you know, table saw, bandsaw, sanders, all the things. Um, metal shop, which we had welding, forging, and fabrication. And then we added a jewelry studio and um, started to add a ceramics area. And there were studios too. And yeah, you could come in and learn how to do it because we taught classes and you could. Yeah, your class oh, roster was amazing. That it was, was so It was like all the stuff you wanted to do, but you didn't take in college or like, mm -hmm. you know, welding or casting. Mm. I mean, really, there's no one that teaches casting in, yeah. in the Philadelphia area I, that I'm aware of. So Not outside of a school. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah exactly. It's it's crazy because, you know, you go to college and you, you do all this stuff, but then you run out of time and... Yeah. And people just don't learn how to do certain things. I'm like, welding, you should just, you know, 
everybody should know how to weld. A, because it's fun. Yeah, it's so awesome. And B, because it automatically levels you up. Sticking metal together is like the most amazing thing ever. It really is. It's like like you have superpowers the first time you do it. I I still have the first piece I ever welded. And I still, to this day, I'm like, that is freaking amazing. So you guys are making me feel bad that I've never welded. Oh, my God. But we'll get you welding. I've soldered. Soldering soldering's good. I mean, I was a metals major. Oh, that counts. Does that count? I mean, I've never welded, though. I've never, like, Meg and Tig and whatever. Meg is like a hot glue glue gun gun. for welding. Yeah, That is so funny. It is. It's totally that. And then TIG welding, if if you can solder, I think you'd be able to TIG weld. I always think that TIG welding is the most, like, sewing because you have to have the foot pedal and then you're you're working with your hands. And so it's this very... I don't TIG. My husband TIGs, but mm-hmm. I don't. I, I'm overwhelmed by it. And arc welding, the whole thing, all that. I'm like, yeah, the, the mix's fine. <laughs> it's totally fine for me. So, yeah. I love TIG welding because it's the one you can get all those really sassy welds. It's okay. We'll put a picture of that on the website. <laughs> what a what a good weld looks like. Yeah, hashtag weld porn on the Instagram. Oh, oh my god, I'm gonna write that. It's thing. like it is. It's very beautiful. So, what is your favorite animal to sculpt? Oh, so I don't know. I think it's birds. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a real thing for snakes lately and mm-hmm. that's pretty fun but I, th- I always go back to the birds i love sculpting rabbits too but birds there's always such variation so every different kind of bird is a different texture every different part of each different feather area i treat differently and so it's like a lot of layering and a lot of different shapes that come up and i love the challenge of doing that and you have been working animals or scenes in skulls Mm-hmm. I've seen a little lately. Yeah, I've been doing some funny stuff lately, haven't I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I have, yeah, I don't know. I was like, every once in a while an idea will pop in, and I feel like I've been more open to stuff like that lately. Because um, I did the skull with the snakes in it, and I just was having these... There's just this idea of wanting to put something inside of something else. And I had been drawing these sketches, and then that was one that came up. And I was like, oh, I really like that. I'm very into snakes lately. Um, I had had, like, previous to that, a couple tumultuous years. And I just felt like that's what it feels like sometimes. You just get in this loop, and it's just, like, snakes in your head, and you just can't get them out. And it's, you know, it felt... It felt, it was after the fact, because by that point I was very happy. So we're looking back now, and this is actually what that felt like. Um, but that worked out well because um, I ended up doing an alternate version of a finish on that, and then friends of mine said, hey, I'd like to put that on an album cover. So that was oh, uh, that was my very cool. first That's album cool. cover. Yeah, That's Anguish awesome. is uh, the project, and... Um, Will from Dalek is who said, um, Darla, we'd like to do this. And so Paul designed the the whole thing, and I was very excited because I didn't think that that was something that I did. Yeah, but that's awesome. Now, <laughs> so now you are also an illustrator. Yeah, I mean, I just made it, and 
I, that was all I did. So Paul took the picture and he designed everything and it's still just a photo of what I did. So I really don't feel like I did anything, <laughs> but I still got there. Yeah, so. yeah that's, that's awesome. <laughs> and you had the wolf head. Oh, yeah. Around with the scene. So that was another one, too. So we talked earlier about you saying I've been doing the thing for a long time. Yeah. I've been painting animals black for a long time. Yeah, I was going to ask about your with finish. Graphite and like I love it. And like I said, they're stand-ins for humans. So these are like shadows of... Of these animals, they're not really the animals. That's what it is. It's graphite. So it's uh, it's I do a black gesso and then I do powdered graphite over top. That's what gives it that finish. I so when you see one in person, it's like it just sucks all the light out because it looks like, like iron or it's yeah, like map. It still has a shine. Yeah, it's great. Every time I have to move one, I'm like, it's then all you, over. It's me. all over. Oh really? <laughs> so no. As a sidebar, I once um did a. Uh, friends of mine who were collectors, um, Billy and Jess, they <laughs> wanted their work, uh, my work at their wedding, and she had on her white dress. And so no. there's pictures of them holding the animals, like, hello, we're in love. And then he goes to wipe it, and I was like, no, <laughs> don't do it. Oh my God. Um, so the day was saved, nobody got graphited, but I was like, yeah. This is going to be the worst thing ever. Oh, no. It would be worse um, if you, like, touched your dress. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, that's what I thought was next. I was like, yeah. he's going for himself, and then he's going to yeah. do something to her. <laughs> so, yeah. So, that's the bane of, like, some people's existence, but it just makes such a beautiful finish. It does. And if you seal it, it changes the look entirely. So, I'm very, like... Stubborn about it. I also think it's kind of like a well, you're not supposed to touch art. So (laughs) I I have to say I'm like totally bowled over by that because there's something about me that always wants to make it easy for people. Mm -hmm. I want things to be easy for people. So I would if I did that. (laughs) If I did that, I would be. I would. I would feel terrible all the time. Give out a card with instructions. I would. I give out a card. Or I would be like, I have to seal it. I can't send this home with people and like have them. I get so bold. Like I, I love it. I think it's crazy. Have you had complaints? Um, somebody once was like, "This is coming off." I was like, "Well, it stops eventually, and you just, you know, wipe it with a cloth." And it actually makes it very easy to care for because you can just, you know, buff it with something, and it just never really goes away. But um, I, I do tell people now, like, "Hey, just so you know, don't like open it on a white rug or." <laughs> Anything like that. So anything light colored that you care about greatly, um, don't touch. I mean, technically, though, that's how art is supposed to be. People don't Mm -hmm. realize that. I used to work at a museum, and people would make donations all the time. Like, oh, I found this in my grandmother's house. Mm -hmm. And and my boss would always be like, you have to also, if you're going to donate that, you also have to give us the funds to take care of the piece. Mm -hmm. And people were always like, well, what do you mean? And she's like, this is what we see as a budget for what we will need to take care of this piece. Mm -hmm. Because it's like an Mm -hmm. investment of time and, you know... How do you clean it and all that? So that's actually pretty authentic and serious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I had an art history teacher that every time uh, she she taught a Dada and surrealism class, mm-hmm. and every time we would go to the Duchamp exhibit in the PMA, she would spin the wheel. I always spin the wheel. <laughs> Do you? Yes, I think it's like I'm nope. just that ballsy personality. And, and she's like, Graphite. this yes. piece, yeah, totally. this piece was meant to be like it. It is in the true Dada tradition to spin that wheel. I agree. Yeah. I'm glad. I think that's. I agree. Yeah. She's my favorite. I won't reveal who she is. 
So she doesn't have legal action. Now, just oh, you. Definitely. They're coming after you. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. I DMA's got your number now. Oh, they have. They have got me on video, too, I'm sure. I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> she was, she was <laughs> really smooth. She's like, oh, I bumped into it. You know, she's this older woman. She's like, I just bumped into it. It's amazing. I'm way less graceful. Like, <laughs> no whammies. No whammies. <laughs> but, yeah, so there's that. But then with the wolf head, yes. that finish is completely different. And I think why um, is two things. I'm trying to be a little more adventurous and dreamy about finishes and things like that. But also now I did a painter, uh, Paul. So mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he's like, let's collaborate on these things. And so that's been really fun because so often there are this just black and then right. now they're like black with layers like the bear that i redid that's black but it's got like multiple layers over top of it and then the wolf i wanted it to be a white wolf because it's based on the story of princess mononoke and there's a, oh, okay. a wolf god gets her head cut off you know it's all very awesome. uplifting tales <laughs> yeah. and um I didn't want to make it black, and so I was like, well, then what? I just don't want to leave it white. But, um, you know, when I have to paint something other than, you know, black with graphite, I right. choke. So. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's your go-to. I've been doing this for 10 years. <laughs> I can't. I don't know anything else. Um, so, so yeah, that, that was... That was how that came about. Were you sweating it when you were putting the finish? He helped. So I, I did the base layer and he came in and he just kind of shook his head and he was like, do you want some help? And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> And so then he would do something and I'd be like, ooh, that looks good. Can you do a little more? And then, uh, and then he didn't do a little more. I'm like, ooh, so you that turned looks, into art director. That nice. looks real good. <laughs> and, and it's so funny because I have ordinarily such a problem with stuff like that. Like somebody can paint something black like I'll let Olivia paint you know birds black because that's hard to mess up but like when it comes to the finished thing I get like kind of weird about it because I'm like oh that's my baby I'm sending out into the world and you know it's been easy with him because I'm like you've got a good eye I'm able to say what I want and then it's been working out well and then the flowers on the inside of that piece are like bright pink and so like we sort of did those together. The awesome you had uh, goats at a restaurant. You had goats at a restaurant. <laughs> are those also I pink? Do. So those are also pink, and that oh, are they? Yeah. So oh. and I wonder too if that's part of it. Because um, I feel like you know you look at stuff later and you're like, oh, maybe that's the other reason I started doing this. Um, so Founding Farmers Restaurant contacted me a while ago. Leia had. Um, written or she called me or wrote me an email or something and said she's like I have this job you would be perfect and I was very very busy at the time and like a little you know bad getting back to people um (laughs) and so I was like yeah yeah I'll totally get back to you I'm so sorry I'll I'll get back to you and then I didn't she's like I'm sorry to bother you (laughs) I think this will be perfect so I really love you to call me back I'm like okay back and I was like all right I can talk this time she finally called me she was like in China and and called me from China oh and was oh, like wow. we want to make a room that has a secret bookcase door and is filled with rabbits that are wearing little coats and hats and then we also want to do life-size goats climbing up a ladder I'm like oh my god this is perfect <laughs> why did you and say she, so she like, why didn't you say that from the beginning <laughs> <laughs> and then uh yeah and so 
so then it was just like, well, go ahead, make make some rabbits. And so looks good. They're, yeah, it looks great. Make some goats. Okay, yeah, it looks great. And then uh, I made a Pegasus for their Washington D.C. location. I saw that on Instagram coming together. It was, that was huge. It was. It's huge. That was the biggest thing I've ever sculpted. So you like, sculpted that out of clay and you cast it. Did you cast it in pieces? So the way it works is the horse was sculpted in its entirety. Pegasus. Um, and what happens is you paint rubber over the whole thing and then you divide the mold up into manageable sections. So like the head is two halves and then each leg gets two to three pieces and then like the torso gets a couple pieces and uh, the back end gets a couple pieces and the tail was many stupid pieces. <laughs> there are some time lapse. Are they are they on your Instagram? Some yeah, there um there are some different shots of it in progress. Yeah. So I always try to take some I always try to take many, many, many photos. <laughs> um, because I think so often people don't realize how things get from point A to point B. And then yeah. there's like I did a with the skull snake piece, I did a step by step on my mm. Instagram stories with that. And I think it ended up being like 88 steps. Oh my God. And everybody was you... like, I didn't realize. I'm like, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. And then it's like, I try not to keep track because you don't want to be like, oh, I'm getting yeah, five I, cents I an hour or whatever. <laughs> but I think it's much better now than, yeah. than that. But like, yeah. it's, uh, it's, you're like, oh, that took a bajillion hours. That's not even a real number, but it took that many. Whoa. So, um, so yeah, it's, it, it works out because when you make a mold into those manageable pieces, then you can cast it together because those pieces are all resin that get painted in hollow, and then I put them together. So I'll paint oh. in a half, I'll paint in a half, and then I'll put them together, do the seam, and then paint in the next part, put them together, do the seam. And why didn't you use your your hydrocal? Or? So the... The goats and the rabbits were, because they were going to go in a public space, the, the resin, which I'll use sometimes. It depends. If something's a little more fragile, I'll yeah. use the resin. Um, the resin's more expensive. And I guess the reason I still use hydrocal as opposed to trying to cast things in bronze is to keep things affordable for people like me to be able to buy That's my awesome. own art. Yeah. Um, but then the resin... It's slightly more expensive, but it's much more durable. So going in a public place, I knew I wanted all of those things to be that. And then the Pegasus was hanging 20 feet in the air from the ceiling. Oh, so I wanted oh. um, something that would not like, kill somebody if it fell on them. Uh, you know, it just, would hurt them. No, just sure. maim them. Yeah, now <laughs> yeah, it's like, right. Oh, my God. <laughs> is it really? It's hanging in the mm -hmm. air? Oh yeah. Oh, we, like, went and we put it up on a lift at like 3.30 in the morning and we're installing it while the restaurant was closed. It was so like exciting. <laughs> and then we like finished and you know stumbled back. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> and so, I turned on the lights and it was like, oh. Yeah, exactly. It was like, it felt like that. And then I was like, all right, I need to go to bed. <laughs> uh, were you glad to get it done? Like, do yeah. you, are you like, are you, because I, I, when I make stuff, sometimes when I get to the end and I'm like, oh my God, go, go out into the world. I never want to see you again. Just be gone. How long did that project take? So, um, the project itself, I guess I started sculpting in June and it got installed in October. And, um, you know, that was me working on it fairly often, but mm -hmm. not 
That's a lot. Not all day, every day. And in the beginning, it was less. And then closer to the end, it gets more and more. And then, um, yeah, to answer your question, I think that I go through the phases with it. Like, I love it. I love it. It's so great. This is amazing. This is the best thing I ever did. Oh, my God. I can't believe this is going to go out in the public and anyone's going to see this. What, why do I make art? What's wrong with me? And then by the end, I'm just like, get it out of my face. I don't want to see it. And then, like, I just am embarrassed for a while. Yeah, like, real vulnerable. Yeah, like you just feel so stripped out. Yeah, look at let's it. not talk let's about it. Don't even ask me uh, about it. And then, <laughs> like, so I'll see it later. I'm like, you know, that wasn't too bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the same every time. Like, yeah. So I'm just trying to get tell myself these are your this is this is your process. <laughs> cycle. Just get used to yeah. it. <laughs> do you do a lot of commission work? I do now, I guess, which is exciting. Um, I had the three projects in a row with them, and then I'm working on um, this building, the Civic, which was old St. Joe's Hospital, and I'm making some condors that are going to fly in their lobby. That is awesome. Yeah, it's really cool because um, the idea is we talked, because they saw the Pegasus, and they were like, we want a Pegasus. I was like, you can't have a Pegasus. Big (laughs) birds. And I was like, I could do that. And then he had mentioned condors, Eric, um, and I was like, yeah, condors, okay. And I, like, looked into them a little bit, and they were nearly extinct and then brought back, you know, and now there's enough of them that they're not, you know, near extinct anymore. And I thought it was cool because this, you know, hospital had closed down, and then they're bringing it back. And so I was like, this makes sense. Look at that. Symbolism. (laughs) Real life. Yeah. Working together. Plus, I have, like, I love sculpting birds. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it'll be a fun thing to see just giant birds flying. And I think your stuff, I think it just looks good in, like, so, like, any, you know, big institution is going to be, like, a white wall building. Mm-hmm. And then you have these, like, immense black sculpture. They just, it's, like, such an easy match. Like, yeah. it's such a good match. And that, like, that building has this clear story of windows and then this stairwell that drops way down, too. So they're going to mm-hmm. be circling in it. Oh, so people can see it from multiple angles. Yeah, and so it'll be the same one because I'm making a rubber mold cast three times. Gotcha. But you'll get to see it. And this is the thing with any... Anything I do, if it's hung up high, like the Pegasus, the thing I saw the least while I was working on it was the bottom. And then now it's like the thing people see the most. And so, all right, whatever. Um, (laughs) But with this piece moving forward, then they'll get to see it from the bottom. They'll get to see it from sort of eye level. And then they'll get to look down on one because there'll be three of them. And so I think that that'll be really fun. Like You get to see it from all angles. Yeah. So I'm working on that. And that'll be put in early in the summer. So you've done small things. You've mm-hmm. done large things. Mm-hmm. What's your preference? I love working large. Um, I feel like I need a bit of a like a break after anything gigantic. Did you remake the grizzly from scratch? No, so I had a mold. Okay. So I was able just to recast it. Okay. So, um, and then that's the thing that's good is like, I never thought I'd ever need to cast another one of those, but turns out I did. <laughs> and uh, so I saved the molds. And so like, even though the Pegasus would be only one and the goats only one, like if anything were ever to happen to them in a, you know, wayward guest jumps on the Pegasus and it falls and crashes, which I hope. Would never happen. I don't know. Don't do that. That I could make another one. And so the bear, make another one. Somebody wanted five bears. Yep. Yeah. Cue that right up. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Get right on. Well, six. 
I would do six. Okay. Five or more. <laughs> it's big, right? It's like seven feet tall. Seven yeah. Feet. Wow. That was that's the biggest thing I've done that's just like one big mass. I think the Pegasus gets bigger just because the, of the wings. wings go out. Yeah. But um yeah, the bear is big. Yeah, the first time I cast it, it was hollow, so I could lift it up like over my shoulder by myself. And I remember going to apply it to the I got accepted to the first round of the wind challenge at Fleischer. Oh, sure, yeah. And you have to bring in a piece of art. And I was like, I'm bringing the bear. (laughs) I come out of my car, which is the Honda Element, and they're just like a toaster. And I have Olivia in one hand walking, you know, just big enough. And then the bear over my shoulder in the other hand. And Jose sees me from across the street. He's like, what are you doing? <laughs> and I was like, can you just take Olivia and walk her across the street? Thanks. And, and so then I'm carrying this giant, giant bear. Um, and I got in that year. I got in. Well, that's I, got awesome. in. I was like, if I don't get this show yeah, from this right? bear, I'm just giving up. That's it. We're done. That's so, awesome. yeah, it worked out. Business owner versus full-time artist. Mm-hmm. How do you, where do you see yourself and how do you deal with the balance? Um, I see, so I think, I mean, it's like that thing they say to you at some art schools, because I don't think they all say it, but the thing I try to say when I'm teaching is like, it's sort of an equal balance of both if you're doing it right in a way. But I think in terms of like sculpture gym Darla versus artist Darla, I realized a lot about myself when I was running a business that concerned other people. Um... I learned that I don't like to be in charge of other people. <laughs> I, I much rather prefer to have, you know, interns and I've had hired people that have worked for me, friends of mine. Um, and like that situation in the studio, like a few people there is fine. Um, when it gets too big and I have to be like the mean guy who says, don't put that piece of wood that has 46 nails in it through a table saw because you're going to make me mad and cut your hand off. Um, (laughs) I don't like, you know, I can do that. And I'm thankful for the ability I I gained from running the sculpture gym, but I don't like to be that person. I don't like to be in charge of other people and things that don't concern stuff I'm making directly. So, um, so yeah, as far as that goes, more full-time artist. I had to, how did you, when you had the sculpture gym, how did you manage making your own work and having the sculpture gym? Like, how did that go? And you, I'm also going to say, I think you had a new baby as well during that time, correct? Yeah, she was, um, so she was, she was two and when I started it and then I just, when I was planning the sculpture gym, I was just sitting at the kitchen table doing all the planning. And then sometimes I'd be sculpting at the kitchen table. So there's like lots of pictures of like me with clay and a laptop and Olivia, like all, all of my life was at the kitchen table <laughs> happening, crazy. like on a small scale. Um, but I think the thing, the balance of, you know, cause obviously taking care of her is really, really important. And, came to the top and then it was like I was running a business so then that just demanded to be next and my art started to creep down the list and I'm stubborn so like I will make art anywhere you know I'll sit here and make art while I'm talking to you um but it just became less and less and the pieces got like smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and I freaked out and that was when I made the bear because I was like I own this place I have a gallery I'm going to have a show 
and I'm going to I'm going to make a giant bear and I'm going to make other work and it's you know at some point I had also had a piece that was you know facilitate like I was going to shoot a shotgun into the wall to make giant holes and I ended up just doing those <laughs> in a fake uh, but very convincing way because people really thought I did it um, but I was like all right Darla's losing her mind she needs to make art. And that's basically what it came to. Like, I got to a point that I was just freaking out because I wasn't making enough art. So you, like, moved art. it back up. Yeah. In the I, like, priorities. forced it. <laughs> <laughs> Olivia's still first. And then, <laughs> then the art. Um, and I took two months and, you know, just, you know, was in there all the time. I was still in the sculpture gym, so I was there and able to, like... Hold on, I'll climb down off the bear and go help you change the bandsaw blade. <laughs> but um, that show came out of just me like, I need to make something, and if I don't, I'm going to lose my mind for all of you. And, and I feel like it ended up being a really good promotional piece, like when you would set up to say, oh, come look, you can make things like this. <laughs> yeah, right. I made this in the sculpture gym. Because that bear went to the Art Star Craft it Design. Did, <laughs> it did, Oh, yes. oh that's yes, great. Yes, it did. That's and like awesome. when they were carrying it through, because we got there and I was like, we should have brought the bear. And somebody's like, I'll go get it. And so then he's coming back with it over his shoulder and everybody's like, what is that? Like, oh, it's just a bear. No, it's, it's just a grizzly bear. No, no biggie. Oh, yeah, I made that. And then people were like selfieing with it, and it was kind of amazing. And 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 then you have the moment you're like, oh, I made the art. People just want to selfie with. But I'm like, no, that's a good thing now, right? It's like t- mm-hmm. the 2000 yeah. something, like yeah, that's, that's what we want to be, right? I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, we had a resurgence of that at the Arch Enemy opening. There was many a bear oh, selfie, yes. and then I'm like, oh, now yes. I'm totally into it. Like at first, I was like. Because, you know, the internet is like, freaks me out. I'm like, oh, everybody's crazy. And now, you know, yeah. you can see it. Um, but then I thought it got fun again. I liked that. So we have a segment called Best Tool, Worst Fail, where you get to plug a tool that you use that you love and then tell us a dirty, dirty, horrible secret story. It doesn't have to be dirty. It doesn't have to be dirty. <laughs> I think that, oh, all right. So my very most favorite tool is uh, a wooden sculpture tool that is just, you would like think it was a stick, but it's just <laughs> tapered on the really? end. Yep. And, and it works perfectly. I always used to say um, when I taught classes, it's like an extension of my hand. And so it just, I can get what I need to get with this little tool. And, um, you know, once I was teaching a kid's class, which I don't do often, and the kid picked it up and, like, stabbed it into the table, and I, like, <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? I was like, sorry. Was, that was just, that's, like. That's my stick. If Harry Potter and his wand, that's, like, the closest thing I've got. So just awesome. bring it, give it back. I, like, that's... I don't let people touch it anymore because of that. So it's a specific it's, stick? It's one specific oh, tool. Yeah, that is. And so. Backups? Like, does the. I do. It's okay. They're okay. all not quite as good as the original because they're slightly thicker and I can tell the difference. Um, okay. And worst fail. I'm trying to think. Um, let's see. With the tool, I think it was the time I was changing the horizontal bandsaw and I had my safety glasses on my head and the horizontal bandsaw is the one that's sideways. And uh, I was putting it in and you have to hold it in all these places to put it in and I had it there and 
I let go somewhere and it just, and it hit me right above my eye. And I was like, oh my God. And then where were my safety glasses? Right on top of my head. So that was, I had a pretty good black eye for a week and I had two meetings that I had to go to for commission work. Oh. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yes, I am a professional. Wow. That's awesome. Oh, safety. It's the safety stuff is the thing that like when I was doing the sculpture gym, it was something that started to come up a lot because I'm like, I'm setting the example. So mm. I have to not be a jerk. So I'm always wearing gloves. And I do that anyway because I don't like, you know, stuff yeah. on my hands. Um, and then uh, respirator, dust masks, you know, people trying to do the welding, just the old turn and welding. <laughs> like, no. Do you like to see? No. They make the helmets for a reason. And then, like, even got people even further into it because they have, like, the auto dark helmets. But then yeah. you get flashed for, like, a split second. So yeah. I was teaching people how to weld with the you know the old style just stays dark all the time <laughs> and like i want one of the fancy helmets i'm like well you're gonna go blind one second at a time if you use the fancy helmets so, so yeah but um no i do think it's important and everybody i talk to like as you know we're all getting older it's like oh yeah i breathed in this marble dust for this long and and now i have the bad coughs I'm like, okay, <laughs> yeah i want to i want to yeah. not and all those fiberglass artists from the set, uh, 70s, oh my God. Yeah. they're all dead. They're I mean, they, dead. Di- they died like in 15 years. They, they're they dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just because everybody was being stupid. Yeah, that's why every time somebody's like, will you do this in fiberglass? I'm like, nope. Mm-hmm. You use resin, which is slightly less terrible for you. And, you know. A little bit. Yeah. Not With ventilation. Yeah. yeah. And it's like I use polyurethane resins instead of epoxy resins. And, like, there's certain things that are, like, better and worse. But it's just like, it's like you have to read... All the things, the MSDSs and yeah. whatnot. Totally. Darla, thank you so much for coming out to talk oh, with us. Yeah, it was great to meet you. It was and amazing. Your work's amazing. Yes. Thank you we so love much. You. Oh. Where can the people find you? The people want to know. Oh, well, I would say most up to date would be my Instagram, which is Darla Jackson Sculpture. And um, also my website, which is dot. DarlaJacksonSculpture.com. So you got a you got a theme going. Yes. The <laughs> email w, continues. W. I've, I also, like, what is that I do. From? I feel W-W-W. W-W. There, I think is that, that there Fandango was some com- or something. There were some commercials, <laughs> oh. but I do think it's like I think that you can tell the age of a person <laughs> if when you ask them their website they lead with that. Like you're of a certain generation. If you're like, oh, I'm WW, and you're like, what's on you? that like i don't i don't get to go around and say it to the at least you're not to a microphone http <laughs> pulling back i would get that all wrong anyway i'd be like i, I don't you. know there's a whole bunch of crap in front of the w's that i just don't i don't ever know what that says Genevieve, where can people find us? Um, you can reach us for questions and suggestions at uh, craftchatpod at gmail.com and on our website at www.craftchatpod.com. <laughs> and our Instagram, which is craftchatpod. Oh, we're so consistent. Look at us. Okay. <laughs> we're professionals. Yeah. All right, great. Thanks a lot. Thank you. We did it.